Oh, we're going to have a great night tonight. I can feel it. I'm excited. I feel my spirit is jumping and leaping. So look out. Oh, talk about jumping and leaping. Like, did anyone have hail today? Oh, my goodness. It was like, I was thinking, what hit the window? And it was like golf balls. Bang, bang, bang. So, like, I hope everyone's house and cars are okay. And But anyway, it's going to be all good. So thank you for braving it tonight. But believe me, you're going to love this. On Wednesday at 6 a.m., I was at a prayer meeting right here. Pastor John was leading it. It's called our Kingdom Entrepreneur Prayer. I was praying in that meeting, and uh, I was praying specifically for my own personal finances. There's a time in our meeting where we do that in that prayer meeting. So I'm praying, and I hear clearly as, clear as, I hear God say, send an email to this company where I've got a five-year investment. It's about to mature in, uh, the, at the end of January. And I'm thinking like, oh, why would I do that? You know, but anyway, I thought oh, I'll send an email because I'm thinking, well, it matures in five years, so they'll just give me back the money, right? That's what you think. No, that's not what happens. So I send them an email. Next minute, I get an email saying, we sent you an email on the 16th of September. I thought, I did not get that email. I mean, I, sh- I searched my junk mail. I searched all sorts of mail. Did not get it. So I asked them to send it, and in that email, it says, your uh, five-year investment is about to mature, but you have to give 120 days notice. What? If you want the money back, and if you don't uh, contact us by a certain date, we're going to roll it over for another five years. What on earth is that about? I mean, I, I mean I've already got plans for that money. So... But do you see, if I hadn't got that clear word from God, I'd be none the wiser. I would have got to January waiting for my money to come and they'd go, you, nah, it's too late. It's already gone for another five years. That's why it's so important to hear the word of God. When God speaks to you, you need to actually pay attention. And so, you know, we're going to talk about prayer tonight because like one of the greatest invitations to prayer was spoken to Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet. He lived in a time in history where things were going really bad for Israel. And despite Jeremiah's efforts, he tried to warn the people of Israel about uh, the Babylonians coming to capture them. He tried to warn them. He tried to get them prepared to face it. They refused to listen. They didn't listen to him. So they ended up suffering in their captivity. So in the year 586 B.C., when the Babylonians arrived and sieged the city of Israel, uh, Jerusalem, seized the city of Jerusalem, Jeremiah was arrested and, pla- and placed in prison. So, you know, that was a depressing time for him. I mean, gosh, here he is. He's trying to do God's work. A prophet hears from God, shares it to other people. He's trying to hear, like, and he hears from God. Like, tell them they need to prepare. The Babylonians are coming. They're coming. If they don't do something, if they don't face them, they're coming. But, but the people are not listening. And then he gets thrown in jail for it. Like, what? So the Babylonians come, he's in jail. So right at that time, it's a depressing time for Jeremiah, locked up in prison. And he hears, though, a call of God came to him. And it's in Jeremiah 33.3, where it says, Call to me, and I will answer you, and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Like there's an important lesson in this, in this time. You know, solid walls and locks and chains and 
all these barriers, they might be able to shut you out from the world, but none of them will ever shut you out from God. Nothing can keep God from speaking to you. So, so the title of my message tonight is Call to Me. This has been one of my life verses, and it's probably been a life verse. Sometimes there's seasons, but this one has probably been one that I've used so much for different reasons. So i am just got a, a few thoughts about this, and I'm going to share a little bit about my journey with prayer. Like, I uh, gave my heart to God in 2003, and I didn't really pray that much then. I didn't even know uh, how to or if God was even listening to me. My main prayer was actually during grace. You know, when you pray for your food. <laughs> so like, oh, bless my family, bless my finances. And then, oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, bless my food. Amen. Like that was grace time for me. I was thinking like, yeah, gosh. I liked <laughs> so I used to think prayer was hard and, and, and it had to be done in a certain way. That's how I thought, because I'd learned the Lord's Prayer years before. I knew that, like, so I used to say that every now and again, you know, parrot fashion, you know, yeah. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be the name, you know, over and over. But that's what, I mean, that's what I thought prayer was all about. I would listen to people pray when I first started coming to church. I'd think like, oh my gosh, wow, are you joking? Wow. I could never, ever do that. And if anything, it put me off. I did not want to pray. I'm thinking, I can't pray like that. I can't, I can't. But you know what? I've learned that prayer is actually quite simple. I found out that prayer is talking with God. It's asking Him to meet your needs, to meet someone else's needs, praising Him, thanking Him, committing things to Him. So my very first uh, like thought about prayer is, is in the scripture it says, call to me. Call to me means to pray, to ask. So number one is ask. In Matthew 7, 7 it says, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be open to you. God's giving is linked to your asking. Don't live with burdens and worries like ask God to take them off you. Ask God to get you out of debt. Ask God to heal your family. Ask God to restore your marriage. Ask God, like don't be afraid, just ask Him. You cannot ask too much and you cannot ask too often. All right, the greatest tragedy is not unanswered prayer, but unasked prayer. Okay? In James 4.2 it says, you have not because you ask not. So ask. Thought number one, right? Prayer doesn't have to be like in a correct way. That, that's what I've learned. It doesn't have to be eloquent just as well, right? Like, like, I'm just so glad about that. It doesn't have to be lots of words and it doesn't have to be loud. You know, there's times when prayer can be loud, but it doesn't have to be. It's not about that. It's about you communicating to God. Like some of the most powerful prayers that I've ever had have been pretty quiet. Like uh, about seven years ago, I tore my Achilles. And when it happened, I didn't actually know that that had happened, but there was so much pain in my leg. It was like, I was like crying. It was that bad. I did it in the garage. I went inside. I laid down on the couch and I'm like, and I didn't know what to do. I could hardly move. I was in that much pain. And I yelled out to my son, uh, my son Ivan. He was at home and I'm like, pray for me. Because <laughs> I was like freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And I'm crying, I'm crying. So he's like, Whoop. so anyway, he puts his hand on my leg and he says something like this. I wrote it down because like, if you know my son Ivan, he's a man of 
few words. Anyway, he says, he says, thank you, Jesus. I ask that you would heal mum and take away the pain. That was it. It was, it was, it was quiet. It was not, ah, yes, take the pain away. We rebuke the pain. No, no, it wasn't like that. It was quiet. And the pain left me just like that. The pain was gone. And I actually still had a torn Achilles, but I had no pain. So the next day I'm like walking around. <laughs> but, but that's what I mean. I had no pain that whole time. Zero pain. So it doesn't have to be loud. It's just a heart-to-heart thing. It's a posture in your heart. I know when I pray, you know, sometimes I pray, I think, oh, that just wasn't, that wasn't for real. That wasn't for real prayer because I didn't feel it coming from my heart. Like pray with all your heart. So that's the first one, ask. Second, uh, like, so it's call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things which you do not know. So the second one is listen. Oi, I know. I know, I remember when I was younger, like, I'd be running around and like some of my aunties would go, Teresa, why don't you listen? Are your ears painted on? Like, you know what I mean? And it can be like that sometimes with God. I mean, God is probably saying that to some of you sometimes. Like, what, are your ears painted on? Are they just there as an ornament? Like, no, we want to listen. And there's different ways to hear from God. Through prophecies, dreams, visions, pictures, an audible voice or an inner voice and through the Word of God, through the Bible. And the last two are the most frequent, that for me anyway. Like, it's just that inner voice and the Bible. The Bible is how I hear from God the most. In Romans 10, 17, it says, Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So I'm going to tell you a story about, in 1 Kings, there's another prophet. We've talked about Jeremiah. This one, his name is Elijah. And he was in a great famine. And there had been no rain for three and a half years. Now, Elijah was like, whoa. He said something, it happened. Because three and a half years earlier, he prayed that there would be no rain. So there's been no rain for three and a half years. Now there's a famine in the place. There's a drought. And so Elijah told King Ahab, I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. But there was not a cloud in the sky. Yet he chose to believe what he heard in the spirit instead of what he saw. See, he saw with his eyes drought and famine, but he heard in his spirit the sound of the abundance of rain. In prayer and faith, you, hear, you can hear something different from what you actually see. So don't go by what you see. Go by what you hear. You can hear abundance even though you may see lack. You can hear health even though you may see sickness. You can hear rain, even though you may see drought. So in James 5, 6, it tells us the effective fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And Elijah is that. He is an effective fervent prayer. So listen to what you hear from God. Elijah says, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. So Elijah, he went to the top of Mount Carmel. He asked his assistant to go to the other side of the mountain and look to see if there's any rain. Go and see if there's a sign. So he put action behind what he'd heard. So it wasn't just that he'd heard that. He sent his assistant, go and have a look because I'm expecting it. He's expecting change. So the assistant came back and went, hmm, no, Elijah. There's not a cloud in the sky. Not a hint of rain. It's not going to rain. 
Do you know, like, Elijah, he didn't get discouraged. He didn't think, well, I must have heard from God wrong. He didn't think, you know, he told his servant, his uh, assistant, to go back again. So he went back again, and he'd come back with the same report. No, Elijah, there's not a cloud in the sky. It is not going to rain. He did this six times, his assistant. <laughs> He's probably thinking, is he flipping gone nuts or what? But, but Elijah just sent him again. And on the seventh time, he returned, and he says to Elijah, I see a cloud the size of a, a fist, a small fist. And then, what do you think happened? There was an abundance of rain. If you're going to see abundance in your life, you can't let people talk you out of what God has placed in your heart. Don't let words of doubt and discouragement put you off. People don't determine your destiny. God does. All right, so you need to, you need to like listen to what he's saying. So we're asking, we're listening. And then my third thought is you pray the word of God. Uh, like, oh, it must be nearly 10 years ago now. You know, and I say the word of God or God, a word that God's given you about, yeah, maybe nine years ago. I went to my first leadership meeting, you know. I think I just started looking after the new Christian support team at that time. Went along and we had, um, the Moors were there. Jeremy's parents, actually. Uh, like, were there, Gordon and Joe Moore. And during that time, Joe Moore, his mum, prophesied over me. And she said, and I, I mean, I've listened to it time over and over, uh, over and over and over again. You know, you are more than a conqueror. You are more than a conqueror. And that just stuck in my head. You are, Teresa, you are more than a conqueror. And then she goes, rise up, sunshine. <laughs> that was hilarious. I used to laugh at that, rise up, sunshine. That's so, that's so funny. But what she did, what I did, I thought, wow, I'm going to go to the Bible and I'm going to see where it says that I'm more than a conqueror. And there is a scripture in the Bible that says, you know, yet in all these things, you are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. And then it goes on to say, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing can separate me from the love of God, which is through Christ Jesus. Like, so not only was I more than a conqueror, but there was nothing that, you know, I'm more than a conqueror because of him who loves me. But he, there's also nothing, and I mean nothing, that can separate me from his love. So I used to speak that, I, I, you know, obviously I learned that, I memorized it, I used to speak it, I'm thinking like, and, but I made it personal, I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror than Christ Jesus because he loves me, because I'm persuaded that there's like nothing, nothing, nothing. And I would go through that scripture over and over again. And do you know what? I started to believe it. And I've had to conquer some things, believe me. <laughs> but. What God was helping me to do was conquer the stinking attitudes that I used to have. You broke off the, like some of the mindsets. I had a poverty mindset. I had these different mindsets that I had. Like, and through that, it broke that off. I'm going to conquer those things. I'm going to get through that. So whenever anything came at me, I would think, well, looks hard, looks terrible, looks impossible. But do you know what? I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror. I'm more than a conqueror through him who loves me. 
and nothing can separate me from his love. So this is what can happen when you pray the word of God. Jeez, what happened to my, like, here we go. So like, <laughs> there's a, a scripture in Jeremiah 23:29 that says, is not my word like a fire? says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. That also is one of my scriptures that I've had plenty of times because I love the Word of God. I love the Bible. I love reading the Bible. I love the stories in the Bible. I love it. Like, you know, listen, like, you know, reading about Elijah. I love reading about Jeremiah. I love reading those things because I see how they got out of that situation. All those situations involve a God that loved them. So read the Word of God. So God's word is like a fire. It brings warmth and comfort. It brings protection. It cheers up. It gives light. It melts hardened hearts, stubbornness. It burns up bad habits, purifies and cleanses. But word, like God's word is also like a hammer. It's for striking. It's not an ornament. It's a weapon. God's word's a weapon. It brings discipline and correction and is able to crush even the most resistant, stubborn circumstances, even those that seem so, so impossible. See, uh, if you've ever used a sledgehammer on concrete, like, you know, who's done that? Who's used a sledgehammer to try and smash it? Oh, Julie puts her hand up. Like, oh, look at it. But, but you see, when you first hit it, it looks like there's nothing happening. But really, the integrity of that concrete, it's crystallizing underneath. It doesn't look like anything's happening. You can't see that anything's changed, but something has changed. So when you hit it again, it still might not make even a difference. But still, it's making a difference. You just can't see it yet. When you use the Word of God, it's the same. Every stroke of the hammer of the Word of God, it brings it closer to the point where eventually you will break through. So, and, you know, I use my example, you know, I'm more than a conqueror. Over and over again, over and over again, hammer, hammer, hammer. And then I am, I am more than a, I, I am convinced as well. You can tell that, right? But, but I am. But that's because God's Word is like a hammer. It changes circumstances that you never, ever, it will break through things, break through things. So based your case or whatever it is that you want to take to God on the word of God, find a scripture. If you've been given prophecies, like look at the scriptures in those or speak them over. Even if I haven't have had a prophecy without a scripture, I, I remember them because I've spoken them over myself so many times. A lot of them have come to pass, but the ones that haven't, I'm still speaking them. The ones that have, I'm still speaking those too, because God's got greater things for you. He's got a plan for you. He's got destiny, and your name is written on it. And he wants you to take the next step, the next step, the next step. So base your case on the word of God. Be bold, be specific. Pray God's word, uh, but pray God's will by praying God's word. Stand in authority. You know, God has given us authority over all the power of the enemy. If he's given us authority, I mean, if you're not using it, like, what's the point? Stand up. Stand up on the inside. You know, we can read the Bible and all that, but it doesn't become real until we stand in the authority of that and we step forward and make a difference. Make a difference to ourselves, make a difference for other people, but that's the authority that the Word of God has there's no point otherwise. So with prayer, like find one thing that I did, I found a prayer buddy. Like it might be your spouse, it might be a friend, it might be someone in your group. Find someone 
to pray with, especially when I was starting off because like, man, it was like so bad. But that's what I'm, I'm thinking like, well, don't, ever, don't even worry about it. Like really, get with someone and just pray with them. I found it really hard to pray out loud. The first time I like broke out in a sweat, it was like so stressful. I thought, man, I'd rather jump off a airplane or something than, than, than pray. But that's how it was at the beginning. It was so hard. It's because I had all this mystery in my head about how you had to do this and had to do that. But over time, that went. Once I made that first time in speaking, you know, like praying out loud, I thought, Oh, that wasn't so bad, you know, like no one laughed at me. I mean, who cares anyway? Like, I'm not praying to them, I'm praying to God. Do you get what I'm saying? It's simple. Keep it simple. It's not complicated. So find someone to pray with because it can change your life. I used to meet two ladies on a Wednesday night for two years, and we used to worship and pray together. Oh, talk about change of life. It changed my life changed my life. We'd meet for two hours. We wouldn't talk. We'd just put worship music on and we'd pray. And then afterwards, we'd just think, oh, well, we might discuss like what we heard from God. But it was all about what we heard from God. You can do that with, you know, friends and stuff. Keep a prayer journal. I meant to bring it tonight. I've got a prayer journal that I've had for years that I used to write all my prayer requests in, uh, different things and things that, and, and then on the other side of it, I've got testimonies of the things that have come to pass. When you start to do that and you start to see how God is working in your life, you, why won't you ask? Like, seriously, ask. I can hear God saying it now. Just ask me. Ask me. I'm there for you. I want it to happen for you. Ask me. And, and you might think, well, if he knows what I'm going to ask and that, like, why should I bother? It's because that's... That's part of his relationship with you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to know that it's him that gives you whatever it is that you're asking for. So be consistent, you know, make prayer a daily habit and and learn how to pray. We have got, it was mentioned earlier, prayer meetings starting tomorrow, 6.15 to 7. Get to the prayer meeting. If you don't know how to pray, come to the prayer meeting. If you know how to pray, come to the prayer meeting. If you want to grow in prayer, come to the prayer meeting. Like, come to the prayer meeting. Honestly, this week could change your life. Are you willing to sacrifice, seriously, 6.15 to 7 o'clock for the next seven days to change your life? Because if you're not really, I'd think, are you really serious about changing your life? If you've got something going on and you, you think, oh, well, you know, this is not happening for me. Get to the prayer meeting. Like you'll be led through prayer if you want to know how to do, have your own quiet time. But you're going to pray for your specific, you know, like miracles that you want in your life. Come to the prayer meeting. Oh my gosh. So those are my three things. You can see I'm a bit passionate about prayer because God loves you. He wants you to call to Him. And He will answer you. He will. And He'll tell you great and mighty things that are going on in your life. I also used to use that scripture for hearing him because I wanted to hear from God with a passion. I wanted to know him. I wanted to hear from him. So I thought, well, I'm going to call to you, God. You're going to answer me. And you're going to tell me great and mighty things that I do not know. Before I got up on the stage, I used that scripture. Come on, God, I'm calling to you. Show me something. Tell me something about somebody. Tell me some mighty things that you're going to do in their lives. And that's where the scriptures came from for the people here. Call to God. 
He loves you. So ask, listen, and pray the Word of God. If I can just ask you to close your eyes. I want to pray for a greater prayer life, for increased prayer life for you. But I want you to like, if you're going to commit to coming to a prayer meeting this week, I just want you to raise your hand. Awesome. So many hands. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you love each person here. I thank you, Father, that when we call to you, you answer us and you tell us great and mighty things that we do not know. And Lord, as we come to our prayer meeting today, Lord, I just pray your anointing over every person that you would bring to the forefront scriptures for them, that you would show them, Father, the plan that you have for their life, the awesome plan, the hope, the future that you have for them. And Father, that you would help them and grow them and increase them in your word, in your prayer. And Lord, that there would be breakthroughs. I see miracles happening, healing in the name of Jesus. I see debt cancelling, debt cancelled in the name of Jesus. I see restoration of families in the name of Jesus. Father, I just pray, let your will be done. Let your kingdom come this week. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You can open your eyes. You might be here today and you're thinking like, what on earth is she talking about? Like, oh my gosh, you may never have been to church before. But you know, I feel that you felt something a little bit different here today. I said that I gave my heart to God in 2003. And it was probably the best decision. I think it is the best decision. Decision, I can't even say that now. Decision, decision that I've ever made. And the reason being like, before I came to God, I was like, um, you know, a little bit broken, a lot really, but I was an angry little control freak. And I was angry because I'd been rejected, I'd been hurt, all those things that, that make you, you know, it can make you like that. And I didn't know how to deal with it. A friend of mine started going to church in Brisbane. And I could see the radical change in her. Oh my goodness, she started to speak differently. She looked differently. She treated her kids differently. So it, and she encouraged me to come along, see for myself. Came to church. All these people were happy, raising their hands. It was a little bit weird. But I just thought, there is something that they have that I don't have. And during that time, I knew my heart, there was something stirring in my heart. And it came to the end of the service and the person that was speaking gave us an opportunity to invite Jesus into our life. He talked about a God that loved me just the way I was. He talked about a God that accepted me. He talked about a God that could give me a fresh start. And man, I needed a fresh start. I wanted a fresh start. Like, let me start again. So when he asked us to respond by raising our hand, like I raised my hand. You know, you might be here and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I, I want a fresh start. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter what you've done. None of that. It doesn't matter about your race. It doesn't matter about anything. God, He knows already. And He loves you and accepts you just the way you are. So I want to offer you that same opportunity because when I gave my heart to Him, things started to change in my life. Not all at once, but over time, I've been through a journey where he healed my heart. He healed my soul. Like he, he just, 
oh my gosh, there's joy in me. And really, you know, if you could see me on the inside, like I am jumping up and down on the inside because there's a joy in me and it just spills out into every area of my life. And that's because of my relationship with God. And you know, I wanna offer you that same opportunity. So if I could ask you to close your eyes, like in the Bible, it says that Jesus came so that you may have life in abundance to the full and overflowing. My life wasn't like that until I invited him into my life. If you're here today and you've never had a relationship with God, but today you know that you want one, very soon I'm gonna ask you to respond by raising your hand. Or you may have followed God at one time and then walked away, could be due to the busyness of life. Or you could be sitting here right now and and thinking, you know what? I might be here, but I have not committed to God. I have not given 100%. I'm not certain that I'm going to heaven. If that's you, I'm gonna ask you to respond soon as well. If you're any one of those three types of people, never had a relationship with God, but today you know you want one. He loves you. Or you want to recommit your life to God. Or you wanna be certain that you're going to heaven. Like what I'm gonna ask you to do is just raise your hand and then we're gonna say a prayer from your chair. So if you can just put your hand up now so I can see it. Up high so I can see it. If you want a relationship with God, a God that loves you, a God that died on a cross so that he could have a relationship with you. I can feel hearts beating. I know there's at least one person here tonight and it could be a fight, but I know it's you. Your heart is stirring. If that's you tonight, just pop your hand up and I'll acknowledge it and then you can put it down. Every Christian is praying. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Lord, that you love each person. I thank you, Lord, that you see them. Right now, you're stirring their heart. Is there anyone here tonight that wants to give their heart to God? I'm just going to look quickly to the left. In the center. And over to the right. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, that you see each heart. I thank you, Lord, that, Lord, you know each person here. Father, I pray that you would help us, Lord, that you would take care of us, that you would protect us, that your spirit would just quicken our spirits, Father, that we would hear from you clearly, that we would come to know you better. Give us a spirit of wisdom and revelation that we may know you better. In Jesus' mighty name, everyone said, amen. Amen. God bless you. Hey, if that was you and you really felt, if you're that one person, just come and see me after the service, but I'm going to hand it to Katie. Awesome.